All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by the Nation Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 10. How's that for a little intro That's, music coming in this week? Oh, that felt professional. We don't oh. normally get to hear that. Does it not feel like we're playing Wii Sports right now? Kind of. We are playing Wii Sports. You're you not? look like my character in Wii Sports. This is Wii Podcast. Freshly shaven coom. Babyface coom. I didn't Wii know radio. you had a baby face. You didn't know I have a baby face? You, no. You stare at me every day. You you've, had a, like a, you've had a shaggy beard for like six months. The shaggy scruff beard? is part of your look. Like a scruffy facial hair. Yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily a beard. We're going to talk about all your facial hair coming up at the end of today's podcast because all three of you handsome young men are doing Movember for a great cause. We are going to have the link in the article today. We're going to tweet that out. We're going to help raise some money. But first, we are going to thank our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant out at Sherwood Park, Alberta, 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard. Give them a call, 587-860-1538. Before launching the podcast, Chris was doing a little math over there. He's got the doggo math. Gus versus Frank has been a very intense battle all season long. Both doggos picked a winner last night over Chicago. Chris, give us an update. So I'm holding the whiteboard here, the the Frank versus Cuss score. A nice uh, visual cue for the radio listeners. That's good. We'll take a picture of that. We'll throw that on the social meds. Yeah. Um, so what I'm seeing right now is Frank. Frank has come out solid, uh, hit a couple bumps in the road early, uh, but he's he's back in his groove right now and he's uh, performing well. Frank is sitting at a 7-5 and five record right now with 14 points. Uh, Gus, on the other hand, Gus started out slow, continued slow for a little while, but lately... We've seen some bright spots in Gus's game. What do you think, Dan? 
Uh, I think Gus is responding well to the criticism that he's been taking from Frank's owner, Bag Milk. That's right. We were giving some chirps to uh, to Gus last week on the podcast. He came out with a couple, some big wins this week. Yeah, he's still... Uh, yeah, and you know what? I'm starting to think that's his strategy. Just uh, quick picks. Don't think. Yeah, quick buddy. a pick. Run into the pieces of papers as fast as you can. Knock the treats all over the floor and chase after them. But he slowed it down for the last or for that one on Saturday. Well, I mean, they slowed it down. They slowed it down. Slow but, motion. Yeah, that was hilarious. Slow motion, Gus. Anyways, Gus is sitting at a five and seven record opposite of Frank, uh, sitting at 10 points, only four points behind Frank. So we got a close battle. Uh, can change Can change next week. One week can change it all, Chris. Yep. Gus versus Frank. That's the kind of content you'll only find at, at Oilers Nation on social media. That's what you're here for. Shout out to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant for making this possible. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard. 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 Call them 587-860-1538. Thank you again to our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Also, if you see Jay driving around in the nation truck, take a picture, snap that on Twitter or Instagram, use the hashtag nation truck, and you'll be entered to win prizing. Now, boys... Big week for the Oilers. A lot of stuff going on. Before we get to last night's big win over the Chicago Blackhawks, I want to back up to Tuesday's loss against the Minnesota Wild. Coom, you thought that it would be interesting to look at both games because last night the Oilers lost the course, he won the game. Tuesday, they won the course, he lost the game. What do you think about their performance against Minnesota? It goes to show that you have to look at these stats in a large Larger sample size. You can't come to a conclusion after one game when you're looking at shot attempts. So well, because like Minnesota, the Oilers vastly outplayed the. Yeah, then that's that's Min- that's the, that's the thing with the the shot attempts thing is you know it's not quite so black and white cut dry as you outshoot the team you were better right like the the thing with the Minnesota is that's their game like they they lull you to sleep they cover the middle of the ice keep it to the outside allow you to take those those shitty shots from outside and I'm not saying that's what the Oilers did but. That's what they do is they wait for you to make a mistake and they capitalize. Whereas with Chicago, it was more of an open ice game and the Oilers did kind of the Minnesota thing. They did a pretty good job of, well, Chicago controlled a lot of possession, got a lot of shots. The Oilers controlled the middle of the ice nicely and stopped Chicago from getting key scoring chances. Chris, a big problem against Minnesota was obviously the special teams. Uh, You're not going to win a lot of games when you go 0 for 8 on your combined power play and penalty kill. Is that correct? Yeah, I checked the math, and you are correct. You will not win a lot of games when your special teams suck. I also want to ask you about Tuesday. Cam Talbot struggled on Tuesday, and as our card-carrying member of the Goalie Guild, I wanted to have your opinion on his play on Tuesday night. Yeah, not the that's not the Cam Talbot we like to see, obviously. And it's funny. Well, Cam just threw this into the universe, which like I think it was yesterday. I don't even know if it makes sense. On whether or not we'll actually see Cam Talbot in an Oilers jersey next year. We talked about this when we we're going to do our dinner review today. I had a hot take. Very hot take. Like an extremely Are you ready hot take. to drop the hot take? Hold should on I drop, your seat. Should I drop Hold my hot take right now? Because if you're wearing a sweater or something, you might want to take it off. Or if you're holding your cell phone right now, you might want to put on some oven mitts because this hot, this take is so hot. We would put like a fire sound effect underneath this, it. This take is so hot that How it, makes, hot is it? it makes get sauce sauce look feel like just like mayonnaise. Very That's how weak. hot this take is. It's just milk. Yeah, it's just the, your your sauce is nothing compared to my take. And my take is that in 2019-20, Cam Talbot won't be an Edmonton Oiler, but Miko Koskinen will. So, you are going to say on record today, here, 
November 2nd, 2018. Yes. That Miko Koskinen will be the answer. That's a little bit of foreshadowing for later. And that's that my is hot a bold take. take. A Dan, bold I want to come over to you. Do you think, what do you think about Coombs' take that Cam Talbot will not be here next year? I I don't know if I disagree with him about Cam Talbot not being here. I don't know about the other half of his statement because I've seen Miko Koskinen play two really bad games and I've seen him play two really good games. And so I'm I'm kind of, uh, I'm just, I'm reset with, with Miko. But uh, I think Cam, uh, our Cam is right when it comes to Talbot because goalies don't traditionally take pay cuts from teams that they've been with. And I don't see Talbot taking a pay cut from us, accepting a pay cut from us. Therefore, he'll go somewhere else. Cam, is there any chance you have the uh, goalie UFAs open in front of you for who's available next summer as well? Chris, go ahead and make your point. While you're pulling that up, this is also saying, and we're 12 games into the season, so Cam still has a lot of work to do. We've seen him be hot and we've seen him be cold so far in these 12 games. Um, And maybe, hopefully, Koskinen is lighting a fire under his belly. And uh, I'm excited to see him play on the weekend uh, because I think Talbot's got some work to do. Looking at the weekend, here's a question for you. Real quick, around the horn, who plays in net on Saturday against Detroit? To me, I would have a hard time if I'm Todd McClellan not going back to Koskinen based on last night's performance. Anybody agree or disagree? I think you go to Talbot because Talbot's still your number one guy. Yeah, now now McClellan, it's great. It's a great situation there, and they have a 1A and 1B after seeing two games of Koskinen, that is. But you still have to send the messages to Talbot that he's still the number one guy. You got to keep his confidence up. And arguably, I mean, to your point, you would think that playing against Detroit Red Wings, they've got a 4-7-1 and one record right now. They're bad. Should be, in theory, an easier day for Cam Talbot. Right. Hopefully. So the way they've been operating now is that Talbot's been the guy who's getting his chances and Koskinen has to force his way into the net. You have to keep doing that because otherwise what you're doing is you're you're completely altering the momentum and the psychology of your goalies. And what's it's working right now, so don't change anything. And arguably, too, I think that I think that the time off that Koskinen got between his preseason game and his regular season games probably helped him because he was just spending time with the coach working on his uh, working on his spending time with the coach points. hanging out in the basement yes. watching Netflix playing Red pizza, Dead hanging out see and I'm going against all of you guys I think that the best thing for internal competition is rewarding guys that have played well and Koskinen was lights out last night uh, going back to the game against Chicago, I would argue that no, the the Oilers didn't play poorly by any means, but that game easily could have gone the other way rather than a four no four zero decision. Totally. Last year they lose that game like five two, and that's kind of where I'm. Two bad to, goals right? go in, the players get dejected, they lose that game for sure. I don't I don't disagree with what you're saying, Bagmo. I, I just do. think that I just think that we have a number one goalie right now, and Koskinen has played two good games, two great games, arguably. And I just don't think that you want to make that change just yet. Now it's like a mental thing. McClellan has taken into consideration that Koskinen's role isn't to, well, I don't want to say that. His role isn't to take the number one starter. His role is to be backup and fill in when Cam Talbot needs but, a break. But if you're a backup, you want the starting job, right? True. Like you want to play. You don't want to sit there. Because I wouldn't even call Koskinen a backup. I think he's a 1B. That's what they signed him for. You don't pay 2.5 mil for a backup. Rick, hey, what do you think about this? I think you go back to Talbot for Saturday because you do have back-to-back coming up on Monday, Tuesday. Then you have Florida on Thursday. If Kos- if by you guys saying that Koskinen can keep going, if he wins again, then he plays on Monday. Now you're really starting to get ahead of your goaltender. 
But no, you go back to Talbot, and then you let them uh, go one and one on Monday, Tuesday, and I think next Thursday is an interesting choice. It yeah. kind of depends on how how yeah. next three games go. They yeah, should be going like somewhere close to like back and forth now. Like I don't think you want to suddenly jump into a situation where Talbot sitting two games in a row because I think you're running the risk then of really fucking with his psychology and putting him to a bad headspace and that could derail his season. So looking ahead at next week, so we got yeah. Detroit on Saturday, so, the Caps on Monday, Tampa on Tuesday, that's a murderer's back-to-back, and yeah. then Florida on Thursday, going even further ahead, then it's Colorado, Montreal, and Calgary. So it's a tough schedule. And, and I think that I think that, that back-to-back allows you to play Koskinen again and in a natural kind of feel. And then if, then if Talbot continues to struggle, then you make that change. It'll be interesting to see. Um... I wouldn't have, it's not like I would have a problem if they played Talbot tomorrow. I just, no, you know, yeah. after last night, I could see also see McClellan with the way he rolls being like, you know what, Koski, you're back in. Yeah. And it's kind of, McClellan's kind of a wild card the way he jumbles things around. So we really have no idea. Speaking and the of Red which, Wings, Chris, yep. uh. you led me into something with jumbling the lines because I was one of the people that looked at yesterday's line combinations, been like, Drake Kajula on the first line. What oh, the yeah. fuck is that? And then all of a sudden, the Drake goes out and puts up two goals. Somebody phone ringing? No. You podcast people, can you hear that? Can you hear the buzzing that we're hearing? Are we all going crazy? Chris, anyway, back to Drake Kajula. Drake Kajula got called up to the big line last night. Two big goals. I will happily eat the shit I spewed on Drake Kajula yesterday. And he had that thrown in my face. What do you think about Drake? You can't argue with his two-goal game last night. It's a. I would much rather see Ratty or Yamamoto on the first line. Like it's it's hard for me internally to cheer for Drake Kajula, even though he, every time he gets the opportunity, he thrives. So I mean, can you hate him right now? Is Kajula going to play on the top line again? I mean, you would think that he's going to play there probably for you. Got to you sure, got to reward right? him. You have to stop asking yourself the easy questions, Chris. They're not easy questions, though. <laughs> I don't know. Kajula looked great, and he he shut up all the haters, and good for him. He did. He shut up the haters. Two big goals. Uh, the Kajula breakdown brought to you by our friends at Sherwood for the Giant. 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard. Give them a call. 587-860-1538 or go to SherwoodFord.ca. Do you think Drake Kajula could even see over the uh, steering wheel in a big F-150? Like the nation track? Yeah. No. You would need a booster seat, maybe some phone books, maybe Probably. a couple of yellow pages thrown under there, maybe yeah. a brick on the pedal. There'd have to be some adjustments. He can score Mr. NHL goals, though. Mr. Bean with the broomsticks and the, the brick on the string kind of thing? Uh, yes, but he was sitting on the roof of his car because he had just went and got himself some a lazy boy thrift shop deals. You guys yeah. know too much about Mr. Bean. No, you don't know enough about I just about think Mr. you don't Bean, know enough arguably. about Mr. Bean, frankly. The only, uh, the only knowledge I have from him is sitting at my eye doctor's uh, in, my, in their waiting room watching Mr. Bean. Could you see it? TV. Yep. Well, why were you at the eye doctor then? Fun fact about Chris and eye doctors. Chris is of the opinion that his eyes regenerate even when he's not wearing his glasses. They literally told me that. I would like an eye doctor professional who's listening to this. What is this? Wait, hold on. You have an eye doctor that told you that your eyes regenerate? No, they, they don't hey, regenerate. You should never, never go back to that let's eye not, doctor let's not, <laughs> That's not yeah, That was a guy in a back alley. As a guy in a van. So they don't, some glasses. They don't regenerate. My eyes were just on the fine line in between needing glasses and not needing glasses. And he said, if I don't wear glasses, they will adjust to the non-glasses life. And thus... Well, it just that, means you're putting more strain on your eyes. Is that the non-glasses life where you can't see things? 
Answer. When you were driving? Like if you can, yeah. Like if you've ever driven with Chris and he's not wearing glasses, you're taking your life into your own hands. If you would it, like to drive with the nation, Chris. If you would like to drive with the nation, Chris, go and see our friends at Sherwood Ford the Giant, <laughs> 2540 Broadmore Boulevard. Chris well, is waiting there in Sherwood Park. He's ready to take you up for a spin. He can't see shit, <laughs> but he's going to take you on. We're going to see how safe those Ford F-150s are. You're going to see just like how, how reinforced steel those things. You're going to drive them into trees and whatnot because Chris can't see worth a lick. Are they, are, is that a tree or is that just an open pathway? Is that a person? Is that a tree? Is that God knows what, but my eyes we'll see how safe the cars are. My eyes are just regenerating and trying to figure out things. You guys Ge- all suck. Gentlemen, this morning... Dad to everyone, Evan Bouchard was reassigned back to the London Knights after seven NHL games, one goal, 10 shots for, and a minus five beside his name. Now, Coom, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about the Oilers' decision to send Evan Bouchard back to junior? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What do you think? Not overly surprising. That being said, it's a little odd to me they didn't let him play all nine games, but... I mean, does that have any, um, no, it's, it's the exact same regardless. It's like, okay. they, they can't bank those games. Dan asked me earlier this morning if they could bank the games and he could play like 11 next year, but no, it's just max nine. If he plays one, if he plays nine, it doesn't matter. Uh, he gets his, you know, NHL paycheck for this month and he goes back down to London rolling in fucking cash and he's going to have himself a great time with a hell of a team down there. Oh, they're going to be a damn good team. He's going to go world junior He's going to be one of the better D men. Yeah, like I think I think Bouchard, I like that they had him play games and then sit out a few to watch because I think there's a big learning experience to be had when you're watching from the press box. It's not like, you know, when you have a like a scrubby vet sitting up there and they're just like, ah, fuck. But with 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 Bouchard watching, it's kind of like you can you can sit up there with one of the assistant coaches and they can point things out. It's like, you know, here's what, you know, good defensemen are doing well, especially when you're playing against teams like Chicago. You can say, hey, here's what Duncan Keith is up to. Like that's a great learning experience. You can go down kind of to the OHL and they specifically know like, okay, work on like these three things, work on like your skating, work on like protecting the front of the net, like that kind of stuff. But I am, I am, I'm still a little weirded out. They didn't just give him nine games, but whatever. Chris, last week you thought that Bouchard would stick for the whole season. Uh, today, obviously he got set down. What are your thoughts a week later? After thinking about it more, I, it makes perfect sense. Now that you've seen him go down, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Brilliant decision. Brilliant decision. I've said it this whole time. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised he didn't get the nine games, but I mean, the team is rolling right now. Like Matt Benning's playing well. Wait, random yeah. thought. Was his last game the Washington game when he scored? Uh, he sat out three straight. So yes, his last was, game yeah. was, so that means they had him score his goal. He's feeling good about himself, and then he watched a little while, and then he went down. So he, he finished... His NHL stint with his best game, I think. I think he played against Nashville. Did he? I, think I don't so. think he did. I think he came out against Nashville. No, I, I think... He might have uh, played against Nashville because he sat three straight. Our memories Regardless, are so they, poor. They, Chicago, I, it feels Minnesota, like they Chicago. brought him out on a positive note. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. But and, I mean... Sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I mean, they they have their roster right now. And uh, I think it's... I have no concerns. Here's the way I look at it. Dan, I'll get to you on the final word on Bouchard here in a second. Is that... There's a couple of things. The Oilers are playing well right now, which you said. Benning's back. He's healthy. He's playing well. Why would you try and force Bouchard into games when, you know, who's going to come out on that right side, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the idea of him going back to London, as Cam said, to play a lot of minutes. He's probably going to play 25, 30 minutes a night. He's going to be playing with Boquist. They're going to be lighting it up. He can go play for the World Juniors. He can try for a Mem Cup. London's going to be stacked. They just got two NHL players, quote uh, one from obviously Bouchard, and then what's his name from Ottawa got sent back as well. So they're loading up for a Mem Cup run. 
I like everything about this. And on the asset side, it's going to be another protected contract in the upcoming expansion draft. Yeah. Dan, am I right? Yeah, that's a huge thing there. I think that was the that was the main reason that he just wasn't going to be given a spot on the roster was because we have to protect him for the Seattle expansion. Um, but you know what? At age 38, his confidence can't be rattled. He is uh, He's heading down to the Memorial Cup. He's going to be the oldest Memorial Cup winner of all time. And uh, yeah, he's just uh, he's going to be a heck of an asset for us going forward, and we don't have to worry about protecting him for Seattle in 2020. I just don't understand the people that are like, well, he doesn't have anything left to do in junior. He got 87 points last year, bag milk. So what else is he supposed to do? Well, he didn't play for Team Canada last year. He didn't win a Mem Cup last year. They're not They're not entirely wrong. Because well, I mean, not, ideally, they'd want him to go to the AHL. Exactly. But he, yeah. that's not that's It's not just not cards. possible. It's just not possible. Making the so, best of the situation. Yeah, he goes and develops in the OHL with a good coach and a good team. And, the, the Oilers yeah. are going to keep an eye on him. They're going to have their scouts checking in, sending him video, all that shit. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Bouchard's last game was against the Caps when he scored. Coomer's well, right. Catch Coom. As always. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody else to say as always. I didn't want to have to say it myself, but nobody chimed <laughs> no, in. You were that guy. I had to do it. Great Gentlemen, one. we are here on November 2nd, and the Oilers are in a playoff spot. I we believe. did it. Woo! Cam yeah. was looking at the Western Conference standings before we got here. Uh, you know, we're a month into the season. Looking at the schedule they've been through, I never expected the Oilers to have the record they do right now. Cam, what do you see when you look at the standards in the Western Conference? I see a very competitive Western Conference. Like What I'm looking at when I see the standings is the only really bad team in the West where you're, you're playing them and you expect to win is L.A., and Which I, is crazy. And I don't sense. even think LA is that bad. It's going to turn around for them, I would think. Yeah, but with, with Jonathan Quick on the IR for the next little while, like I, I do think that screws them quite a bit. I think they've got they got Jack Campbell though, don't they? Like he's not a he's not a slouch. Yeah, that's true. He's so. he's a strong backup goalie. But you're looking at and you got so like in a in the in the playoff hunt right now, you have all these teams. You have Nashville, who's damn good. Winnipeg, who's damn good. Flames are playing well. Minnesota's having a strong season. Colorado looks like they're killing it. Vancouver, I don't think is that good, but they're playing well. Chicago's having a rebound year. The Oilers are in there. San Jose is underachieving a bit. Dallas is playing well. Anaheim's got their unbelievably good goalie. The Coyotes are even playing well. And the St. Louis and Vegas towards the bottom. And again, two like pretty solid teams. There are only three teams uh, that are sitting below 500 right now in the Western Conference. The Kings, yeah. Golden Knights, and the Ducks. So is that a product, do you think, of the Western Conference uh struggling or being a lot stronger than everybody else dan what do you think i think i think that a lot of the uh the talk is is because uh i think most of the teams have been playing a a heavy east versus west schedule so far and uh and so we haven't seen a lot of inter uh division matchups well there's haven't even played against yeah exactly and so so there's there's something to be said to that where it's like you know do these numbers truly show how it's going to end up i doubt it um but yeah east versus west who do we think of the teams that are doing well are gonna fall off a cliff do you guys think that like colorado and vancouver are actually good no i don't think vancouver is gonna be able to last i think it's kind of be kind of like last year they had a hot start and then they just kind of petered out it's Um, weird when you look at the canucks stats it's like why are they doing well like neither of their goalies are really killing it they've they have nobody on the team has point per game except for pedersen they're scoring a lot looking at their goal differential they're at a minus four but they've put up 40 and allowed 44 whereas you look at the los angeles kings they're terrible they've scored only 24 goals this year while allowing 44 it's crazy to look at i think calgary will come back down to earth 
with uh, Mike Smith, if they continue to count on Mike Smith. I love Smith Mike Smith. He's one. a fucking gift. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> like that, that game last night was real bad, and then they turned it around in the third. Rick, oh. what do you see in the Western Conference? Our best opportunity is we got to finish in the top three. Yeah. Uh, we'll get our automatic spot then because I think everybody knows that the, the last two spots are probably going to go over to the other division. Um, just looking at it quickly here, there's no reason why we can't stay ahead of LA and Vegas and Anaheim, really. Yeah. Like San Jose, I can see coming up. Um, we are exactly where we need to be. And I think we're sitting where we're going to finish up too. We'll be in the top. So three you think home. Vancouver, so Edmonton's in third right now. You got to expect well, Vancouver's Vancouver, going to come out. Vancouver's going to slide down Calgary's, and you got to expect San Jose has slide issues down. with goaltending. Right. So they have to, that's really going to be an issue for them. I think San, yeah, San Jose is a lock, I think, for a top three in that. Division. I think San Jose finishes first over the 82-game schedule. But it's still in the first month. You have a lot of veteran teams out there that really don't get going. They really don't. Yeah, with the Sharks, like care. Carlson hasn't like found his They know they're yet. fine. Oh, yeah, they know they're fine in the long run. Um, Anaheim can still do that. LA is too slow now. They're bad. They're, they're too slow. They can't keep up over We can there. say a rest in peace Los Angeles Kings right now, I think. Yeah, they're going to have to just start doing some they're rebuilding dead. there. I knocked on wood just in case. Cover our bases. What you know about what the- I like to see? I like to see that Anaheim's lost seven in a row. I know. I That's fantastic. Too. That's incredible. That's great. It couldn't happen to bigger pieces of shit. For that, I'm very grateful. And they're losing all these games with Gibson makes like 50 saves a night and they're still losing. Good. Like, what's going on here? That's too bad. What about those Golden Knights, Dan? Are they hashtag actually bad? Yeah, was I think, last year a mirage? I think in Vegas. Yes. Oh, wait, wait. There's definitely that's something. a casino. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get Chris it. Chris is just staring <laughs> at me blankly. You're just like the whole okay. room lights up, and I know I'm missing something. <laughs> Dan, go ahead. Yeah, I think uh, I think Vegas has definitely lost a little bit of its mojo from last year, and a little bit of the uh, the shock value for when this, they maybe come it's up because they're the missing their number one fan. Yeah, uh, as soon as I left Vegas. They went downhill, but uh, yeah, no, it's, um, I think that, I think that when it comes to Vegas, I think that LA will be better than they, than they are right now. I think that you'll see Campbell uh, take over for him quick and, and I think they will be better. Uh, Drew Doughty is, is still a, an LA King. And uh, even though he's a little afraid of McDavid, he's still a pretty good, uh, pretty good player. Dan, you're looking at my screen again. Dan's looking at my screen and segueing into my Dowdy topics. You're welcome. Drew Dowdy did an interview at the NHL's official site. Uh, that's up at OethersNation.com. And he talks about our captain, Chris. What does he say about our captain? Well, he's scared of him. The quote is, I shouldn't say this, but I've seen basically on my Instagram the last couple of weeks or so is him getting breakaways and breakaways and breakaways. And that's my number one fear when I play against Connor. His speed and his moves are so quick that you have to honor his fakes because he's so fast that you have to honor them. So that's always my biggest nightmare, that I'm going to give up a breakaway and he's going to make me look foolish. Chris, first thoughts? I wonder if he's, uh, like, obviously he's scared of Connor. Everyone's scared of Connor. I wonder if he's just playing a little bit, because I'm pretty sure Connor has always said that uh, Drew Doughty is the toughest defenseman to play in. They're opening up their uh, personalities a little bit. I know I saw an interview with, I think it was Jamie Benn the other day and he started making comments or no i think it's again actually and he said one of the best things for the nhl could happen is if connor falls in love with some hollywood starlet and they get married and it's and just it's, a trade to la and yeah so they're Kate asking about yeah so they're all, they're just opening up their personalities a little bit and i think that's where part of that comes from yeah. but honestly there's 
a big part of the truth in there as well. Oh, totally. We, yeah. Should we be doing Drew Doughty a favor from now on? And anytime Connor scores a goal, we tag Drew Doughty in the Instagram post. I think we probably should. I think we should. I think Drew work. would like to see the highlights. Yeah. Drew probably yeah. already gets like Connor McDavid alerts to his phone. But yeah, he wants should, to see them. I think so we should bad. help with that. Yeah, sure. Gentlemen, all season long, we've heard a needless debate, at least in my opinion, about who's the best player in the NHL. There's no debate. Drew Doughty weighed in with an answer. I don't think there is anyone close. There are guys I'm sure that are close in speed, but they don't have the whole package. He has everything. The vision, the hands, the shot, the edges, the movement, lateral movement. No one has it all like him. The flow, the looks, the uh, perfect family. <laughs> Whoa. How about the uh, the uh, commercial with Cam McDavid the at the airport? acting skills. Who has that good of acting skills four years into his NHL career? Who has that good of acting skills without any NHL career? Cam McDavid. <laughs> yeah. He, is a, he did a great job. They both did a great job. You better uh, were you a little bit nervous right, that Connor McDavid said his favorite airport was the Pearson Airport in Toronto? You know what? Actually, speaking of that, it was just so funny. Like I saw on Twitter and I tried to find it yesterday and I think the dude may have deleted his tweet, but he was complaining that Connor wasn't focusing enough on the Oilers. Could the guy not tell in this video that everybody's wearing like fucking shorts and this was clearly filmed in the summer? Clearly. Yeah. Con- Connor's hair is way shorter. <laughs> like well, what's going on here? Like how dumb are we? And the people that were upset that it wasn't Austin Matthews doing the Toronto airport ad. Well, was... we know he couldn't go to Winnipeg. Obviously. <laughs> right. They can't go to Winnipeg. Yeah. CIBC, I assume, has their head office in Toronto. Makes sense, right? Well, yeah, I think they have their head office in the airport now. Well, there you go. Pearson's, is, Pearson's is, a fine airport. I've never been there, but I've heard it's, it's an, nice. It's an okay airport. It's, it's, it's functional. Is that one of the biggest? It's better than Winnipeg Airport. Airport, I'll tell you that. Well, that's, well yeah. I mean, look, you can have a field with like a, a, you know, a dirt road on it that's better than the airport that Winnipeg does now. Way better than Montreal. But there. what I will say is Pearson Airport doesn't have a Boston pizza like Hamilton International does. Hamilton International Airport's got Boston pizza. You want is a 5 a.m. pierogi pizza? Yeah, I fucking do. Of course I do. It also a Chili's. A Chili's. Chili's. Yeah, it has you know Chili's in Canada exclusively exists at airports now? Yep. You can't what? just go to like a box chain Chili's. And That's like what they did with Yeah, now they're, it's an airport thing in Canada. My favorite Chili's on 170th Street is no longer there. And it's I was not Chili's now. You can, if you want Chili's, you've got to go to the airport and get Chili's. You're going to go through security hey. to get it too. If you want it's your pipe and hot fajitas, you better take a flight out somewhere. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced fajitas. Going back to Drew Doughty uh, on Connor McDavid. Every time you literally think something could go wrong for your team when he gets the puck, and that's how scary it is. I go in there scared, and I think what I love about it is that I realize how good he is, and I'm scared of going into the game, and that makes me rise to the occasion a lot of times. There is games, there's going to be times when he gets me, and there's going to be times when I get him. That's just the way it goes. Two really good players in the game, him probably being the best player in the game. Coom, final thoughts on Drew Doughty gushing a little bit over our captain. That's uh, Yeah, it's no surprise there. It's nice, it's nice to see him just be open and honest about it. It's better if you just own it. The the only possible way an NHL defenseman can prevent Connor from scoring a goal is if Connor misses or get healthy scratched. Like the the funniest was when he scored that goal against Minnesota, and he just made Ryan Suter, who's good, yeah, I lined him, just made him look like a turnstile, looked like he was walking into like a subway. Well, we watched that video on YouTube of the 12 minutes of Connor McDavid doing dangles, which is a generous 12 minutes because there's about eight highlights of the same highlight over and over again. But Zidane Chara shows up in that a few times, and there's a guy that's been around forever, and Connor just dangles him all the time. Well, it just shows like Connor gets the hardest matchups he possibly can on a shift by shift basis, and mm-hmm. he still makes the best defenseman in the league look stupid. It's like he's playing on a different 
level all together. It's like he should be called up to a league above the NHL. This he looks like when you're playing in a sports video game and you adjust the sliders and you just can't, no matter how skilled you are at the game, just like sliders. <laughs> you, 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 you know, you have those sliders where like you're playing against someone who's better than you, like an older sibling, you adjust the sliders. So like their players are slow and bad. That's what he makes everybody look like. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been saying he's got a turbo button for the last, you know, four years now and he's hiding it and I can't see it. Someone's, asked, adjust, someone's adjusting the sliders. You asked him that on After Hours. That's true. I did. I did. Scott Oak asked. Brag milk? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. The look of confusion on his face was <laughs> priceless. Uh, gentlemen, I want to look at some roster stuff coming up. But first, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Get Sauced. They are Hot. the official sauce providers of the Nation Network. Also barbecue sauce and spice. Barbecue sauces, spices. They provide sauces that are at least on par with our takes. I know Jay went out yesterday to see the guys at Get Sauced to work on some collab stuff with our friends at Oodle Noodle. Heck yeah. Big things coming with Get Sauced in the Nation Network, Chris. Friendship. Friendship. Friendship is gone. And Jay, if you listen to the real life podcast from Monday, Jay is rattled. He is rattled about the next round of Coombs trivia because he should be rattled. He was talking a big game, but as Wanya and I were telling him that the pressure of the game will get to you, he started to get nervous. And Coom, he heard you talking shit last week that you were going to make the hardest Coombs trivia. I've questions. made two really easy trivia questions for you guys so far, and this time I'm going to dive in and do some fucked up stuff. Like, all right, uh, who hosted the All Star Game in 2008? You guys should know this. <laughs> Atlanta he, Atlanta did host the All-Star Game 2008 because the other day yesterday actually we were trying to watch the Euro Series game and we had Evan the intern trying to figure out the TV because it he wasn't on national television it wasn't on national television it was blacked out because that's how you grow the game we had Evan trying to figure it out <laughs> Evan Evan was confused He's he grew up in a home without a TV his dad said you're only allowed to do puzzles you can't watch TV it's against the rules in this household whatever I'm not a dad I don't know but Evan was trying to figure it out. What Evan ended up getting on for us for some reason on Apple TV was the 2008 NHL All-Star Game. That's how Atlanta. you grow the game. That is how you grow the that's game. That's how you grow the game. So we were watching the 2008 NHL All-Star Game featuring Sean Horkoff, Oilers legend. And that's what Evan forced us to watch. That's what we watched. Thank you, Papa Hugawanek. That was a long roundabout way of getting back to our friends at Get Sauced. <laughs> Did yeah, we get back to Get Sauced? You got us back. What does Get Sauced have to do with the 2008 NHL All-Star? Well, because it's going to be tied into Coombs Trivia, which is then going to tie into Radio Silence, their new hot sauce that they're making just for the show, which is going to blow Jay's head clean off his shoulders. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> if you want to go see our friends at Get Sauce, go check them out at 9620 58th Avenue. Give them a call at 780-462-2418. That's 780-462-2418. Or you can send them an email at so sales at getsauce.com. Sales at getsauce.com. Ask them about the Atlanta All-Star Game. <laughs> They'll have no they idea have what you're talking about. They have all the information about. you need to know about the 2008 All-Star Game in Atlanta. Now, Coom, you're a lineups guy. You're a roster guy. Love lineups. Love roster baiting. Ty Ratty is getting set to make his return after a mid-section mid injury, some kind of muscle problem, Coom. Who's going to come out in his spot? They're going to have to make a roster move. I think Cooper Marotti is going to be sent back down to the AHL. I, I read yesterday on Twitter that he's injured. What happened to him? You I didn't know? see it, but I keep forgetting that he's on this roster. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Cooper Marotti is day-to-day undisclosed. 
would it make sense to what if he has to go in the IR or something like that? Marodi? Yeah. Toss Marodi on the IR, bring Raddy back in. You're all even there. So that's all good. And then I think Raddy gets his shot back on the top line. One line I don't think you want to touch is the second line, which no, is they're looking great Kobe right Reader, Dreisaitl, and uh, Alex the Answer Chiazone. Mm-hmm. This is the first time I've seen Dreisaitl thrive as a center since the playoffs against Anaheim. You know he's what? got a great second line. Can't touch that now. The only thing that bums me out about the second line is that I'm pulling so much for Toby Reader to get a goal. He's doing absolutely everything except <laughs> actually finishing. The assist king. I was bugging uh, our friend Reed Wilkins about that last night. I'm trying to figure out how many assists do you have to get without a goal to set an NHL record? Did you have an answer? He didn't. He didn't. He's working on it. Reed, pull it together, man. Reed Come has on. answers for everything. I thought he did. He's got like the Eric Carlson look right now, which is like somewhere somewhat close to a point per game with all assists. Yeah, it's amazing. So on the current lineup, who would you pull out to reinsert Ty Ratty, Chris? Uh, I hate to say it, but Zach Cassian. Cassian's that's, that's coming out. Easy one. See what I would like to do. I think I, is send one of Yamamoto or Puliyarvi down to the AHL. Yeah, I ideally. Would that. I think that's what I would want to do. It would I, shake up Edmonton Twitter, though, for sure. Oh, Edmonton Twitter is like on the verge of collapse at the best of times. Anyway, yeah. Dan, what do you think? Who? How would you make Tyratty fit into the lineup? Yeah, that's. That is a tough one to have to see uh, either Yamamoto or Pugliarvi go down, uh, either go down or just come out of the lineup. But yeah, you got to believe that 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 spot is just you don't want to have Yamamoto down on your third or fourth line, and you don't want to have. I mean, Pugliarvi, I guess, could stay there with Strom. But uh, here's the thing: I'm worried because Ratty and Yamamoto and Kajula have all proved to uh, produce points on the top line with McNuge, but they've not proved to produce points on their own. So we have three of those guys and one top line. So when Raddy comes back, Yamamoto's back, where are we going to slot them in, and are they going to be productive on the third or fourth line? Yamamoto and Pugliari both go down to Bakersfield. Only one played yesterday, so when you pop Raddy in, one was out already. They both go down. Yeah. They both go down and you use your veterans to play that right side. I love Yamamoto up here. We all love him, but he hasn't scored. He's looked okay, but he hasn't done a lot offensively. He's been in the corner. He's been playing. He's been winning battles, but offensively, he hasn't really got to what we want out of him. Okay. Well, we send them both down to find their offensive groove. What if we send Pugliarvi down? Yamamoto takes the spot on the energy line on the third line. But you know, he doesn't you, put a lot of points Did you draft up. him to play there? Sorry? Where, in the long run, where do you want him playing? The top six. Then, yeah, so then Chris you get, let him... Chris then is you getting let him, a firm lecture right here. <laughs> <laughs> then you send him down, and you let them, you let them uh, get some of that mojo going. You let them find their offense. Oh, fine. <laughs> I think Chris got put into timeout. <laughs> you don't want to... Did you, you draft him to play there? <laughs> You don't want him to play that third line. I know it's, I it's, know. it's fun having him up here and stuff, but yeah. we actually have a, have a situation right now where we can put these guys back down. And yeah, it's you know it's a weird thing since they played here for a bit and then we'll put them down to try and find it. But right now we're actually set up to the point where we can afford to put them both down. And if you know if we go on a three-game losing streak, bring them back up. Do you think we keep Cooper Marodi up here because of that? No, yeah, he's probably. I mean, too. he's he's probably fine. He's probably better suited to. He's be, older than those guys too. He's better suited to be like a seven eight minute guy or even a press box guy than 
the other two. Fair enough. Yeah, he but you might even good. be able to send him down and bring up, say, some Brad other Malone. 28-year-old AHLer to, to ride the press box. Yes, Brad Malone I, I, behind this. I agree. Cooper's not a guy that you sit in the press box. Like He's developing, too, and he has a lot of potential. So I think we should send him I back. just don't want either of Pugliarvi or Yamamoto developing on that black hole Strom Lucic line. It's like, God bless him for their effort. Like They're getting uh, all kinds of trophies for showing up and having a good attitude or whatever. But... <laughs> Those guys are a bit of black hole. <laughs> Who's getting the trophies? Oh, Milan Lucic. Lucic and Strom are getting effort yes. trophies, but yeah. like right oh, yes. now there is nothing doing with those guys. At least they're not getting scored on. No, then that's fine. They're like they're do, they're playing well in zones that are not the offensive zone. How's so that? Put like put put like JJ on that third line with those boys, and they can just go out there and rough guys up. See, that'd be a good. I'm okay with that. Line. Why not? Why not? Sure. And then give Ty Ratty his chance to be the answer on the top line. If he has a bad game, throw Kajula in there. Let, them, think, let them rotate uh, and battle it out. I think Ratty isn't going to get the top line spot when he returns. That's a good question, Chris, because we have a very serious debate going on here with Ty Ratty coming back into the lineup. After he's missed six or seven games now, six or seven, doesn't matter. He lost his The Answer title belt to Alex Chia's son. Alex the answer Chiazo. Alex the answer Chiazon took it over from Ty Ratty and he doesn't want to give it up. He does not want to give it up. Last night we were all texting. We were talking about the answer trophy. Trying to move it around, trying to see if maybe Miko Koskinen is in the mix. Koskinen's going for it. He's throwing his hat in the ring. Drake Kajula also. Drake Kajula throwing his hat in the ring. There's a lot of potential answers. Alex Chiazon, though, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's slow down. And he goes out and scores another goal. The kill shot. He looked mad when, I think, in the intermission, he went on his phone and he started cruising around on Twitter and he saw people throwing things out there like, oh, Drake Kajula is the answer. And Alex Chiazon was like, shut the fuck up. This guy is not the answer. And then he went and buried a goal. He's like, I am still the answer. He looked pissed. And with that, I uh, I give props to Alex Chiazon. Yeah, the, the man doesn't want to give up his title. Yeah. God bless him. And Kuma, I want to know, I want to ask you, if you were to rank your answer rankings right now, maybe the top three, how does your top three look right now? We'll go around the horn. Start so with Coop. Right now, I'm going to make a hot take, and you guys know where I'm all in, and I'm all in saying right now that Miko Koskinen is the answer. Miko Koskinen is my number one answer. He's one. Chris is shaking his head. We'll get to and you I'm, in a minute, Chris. I'm going to put Alex Chazon as my number two answer because I think he's a key driving force on that second line, which is key. And then I'm going to say that Ty Ratty is still the number three answer because I think he's key to making the top line the perfect line. Chris, you were shaking your head at Miko Koskinen as the answer. Why? Because I don't think we should make someone who plays once every five to six games the answer. Because what? So Koskinen's going to make get a 40-save shutout. We're going to give him the answer belt. Then he's going to sit in the bench for six games and the answer belt's just I don't think gonna he's going to be, be sitting getting, on the bench for six games. Maybe he'll play once in those six games. And then the, played once in every three games. The belt is going to collect dust. And then Alex Chieson is going to continue scoring goals every two games. And he's going to be like, where's my belt? It's collecting dust over okay, here. Where's your top three? Yeah, where's let's give you your top three. How's your ranking set up right now? I had I had Drake Kajula up there last oh. night. Until Alex Jason scored his goal and put his foot down to all this nonsense. So Jason's still number one for you. Jason is still number one. Drake Kajula takes number two spot. Uh, Miko Koskin number three spot. Dan, I've got a controversial one coming here. 
This one, you might want to put your oven glove back on. Brad Malone cannot be the answer. Take Brad Malone jacket, is not the answer. Take your jacket off. It is not Brad Malone. Not until he gets called up again. It can't be Kyle Brodziak either. I'm not going to give it to Kyle Brodziak. It you can't can be wearing guessing. shorts. Keep guessing. Yeah, keep coming. <laughs> oh, I'm not I know wearing shorts today. My number one answer for the top answer is the answer, Toby Reader. Toby Reader could be the answer. How... how you can't look at you have to look at the whole the season as a whole and one guy that has consistently shown up consistently climbed his way up through the lineup consistently withheld all the accountability talk from Todd McClellan Toby Reader he has the most assists I've ever seen from an oiler without scoring a goal seven or even having a seven so even having a step. <laughs> he set the Edmonton Oilers single season all-time franchise yes. record for assists with seven Toby Reader Tons of effort, kills penalties, does everything you want, assists goals. Toby Reader, the answer. Number two is Ty Ratty. I think that whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think you lose your spot. Alex Chazon get no love from I Dan. don't think Why you, do you lose hate your Alex spot. Chazon? What did Alex Chazon do wrong? As, a, as the answer, just from injury alone. So I think he's going to come back and he's going to be pushing my boy Toby for a spot on my ranking. And then number three is Alex Chazon. Here's a little fun fact for you about Toby Reader, Dan. He has seven assists already this year. He had 13 total last season. And I think... What do you think about that, Dan? So he's going to set the single double season record for the most assists. See, I think this is a difficult one because I think Reader and Chiazon are kind of doing a similar thing to be the answer in that they've created a second line for Drysaddle. Yeah. But Raddy was always, you know, you you really needed that one guy with McDavid to be the answer. But then again, Koskinen, whenever he gets a net, the team just seems to be flying. So it's like, man, like... Koskinen gets in the pipes and everyone's going. So that's why Koskinen's the answer. Everyone plays a different game with Koskinen in between the, in between the pipes. You can campaign all you want, but I want to hear what Bag Milk has for his top three. I'm going to go ahead and say that Alex Chason's still the answer. He is the answer. He is defending his title well. Obviously. And until somebody comes in and strips him of it, there shall be only one answer. Chason's not playing bad enough to lose the answer belt. And he's scoring timely goals. He's got five and seven, baby. And he does the exact same uh, nonchalant celly every time. The, the man is like a, a consummate little, professional. Who's, he came in here. He's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to PTO, but I'm going to grind my ass off into a contract. And they're like, okay, here's your fucking contract. He's like, okay, I'm going to sit out the first handful of games of the season. You're in, Chieson. And they're like, he's like, okay, I'm in. Fourth line, no problem. I'm going out and scoring goals. And he climbs his way up to Drysidle's line. People are talking about, including us four at this table, about how he is going to lose his title of the answer. He goes out and pops another fucking goal. Yep. Alex Chason is a man. He is possessed. He's 40. He's a man. He's got <laughs> testosterone cur- coursing through his veins. He's a Stanley Cup champion. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Every MSM guy who has in and around uh, the Oilers dressing room all the time has always said that Alex Chason is 100% professional, shows up to the rink to work, and that's all he focuses on. And that's why he has the answer belt, and he'll have it for a long time as long as he keeps doing that. So and who me, set up? Who set up Chason's goals last night? I don't care. Who set it up? Well, reader. Yeah, I mean, yes. but it's about who <laughs> finishes it. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know what? I'm all in. I, I agree. Alex Chason's still the answer. Alex Chason yes. is still the yes. answer. Alex Chason's the back. answer. This, we've come to a conclusion here. Uh, Drake Kajula is my second. He's a runner-up because you oh. know what? He's thrown his hat in the mix. I'm a guy who took shots at Drake Kajula going up on the top line. He's just like, "Fuck you, bag milk." I'm gonna go out and score two, and I'm like, "All right, son, no problem." I apologize. And he throws his hat in the ring. And then number three, I like Miko Koskinen 
weaseling his way into the conversation. God bless you, big man. You're making kick saves from the corner. You're sweeping the stick at the crease across the ice. I love it. The big man's in there. He's in the mix. But I'm, right now, yeah. Alex Chason is the answer. Chason's the answer. They're 4-2-1 since Chason jumped in the lineup. He's on pace to score something like 70 goals this year. Maybe he does it. Who knows? I wouldn't bet against him. I'm not going to bet shooting, against Alex Chason. You never bet against like Alex Chason. Right. Shooting at sixty percent, how could you shoot? How could you so bet against that guy? I will secede the point that right now Alex Jason <laughs> yes. holds the belt, but Tobias Reader is coming for you. This answer talk brought to you by our friends at Get Sauced nine six two zero fifty eighth Avenue. Give them a call at 780-462-2418 or send them an email. Ask questions. Ask about sauces. Ask about rimmers. Ask about anything you want to do with flavor. Sales at GetSauce.com. Again, that's 780-462-2418 or sales at GetSauce.com. Boys, all four of us talked about Miko Koskinen. I want to talk about it a little bit more. Last night's shutout, he became the first goalie in Oilers history to post a shutout in his home debut, and he looked damn good doing it. Do you think his performances in his first two games of the season are going to affect how Todd McClellan deploys him moving forward. Chris? Well, they're going to play more. Um, so, yes, then. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, the answer yes. well, we were we, we sort of yes. touch, We sort of touched on this earlier. I think McClellan needs to be um, weary of the mental game now between the two goaltenders. Uh, Talbot has the number one spot. And I think he should be thoughtful on whether he just easily gives it to Koskinen and uh, then he'll hurt Talbot's feelings and Talbot will lose his confidence. Rick? No, the simple answer is yes. I like my answer. <laughs> 100% yes. What he's done in the first two games will affect how Todd plays him going forward. We saw it last year when guys were going the opposite direction. That affected it. All of a sudden, Talbot's playing far too much. Um, I Really hope he's not worried about anyone's feelings. In fact, I'm <laughs> really be. hoping none of those guys are worried about having their feelings hurt either. It's an emotional game We're out there. We're all right? there to get ourselves into the playoffs. We're all there doing a team thing. They've all one's 30, the other one's what 28, 29. They've been through this a long time. They know what's going on. We're all out there trying to win the game. Uh, but yeah, no, he's going to see a lot more than any backup has seen in the last couple of years, as long as he keeps playing the way he is. Jam, thoughts on uh, Miko Koskinen? You were passionate before. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about how this is going. What I think is what the Oilers need here is they don't need Koskinen to operate at a 955 save percentage like he is right now for like the rest of the year. All they need is it'd be nice though somebody who can competently push Talbot to not have to play every single game like he has the past few seasons. Like in the past, our backup goalies have been like Gustafsson, who sucked all kinds of ass. Um, Fucking Montoya, who was the answer for about 45 seconds. There was a minute there, but he was the Terrible, answer. and um, oh my god, who was the other one they had? And and Brossois, who's and yeah. was was bad too. Like none of them could. None of Turns them could. out he's Winnipeg's answer. Now he's uh, <laughs> now he's Winnipeg's answer. <laughs> but yeah, all the Oilers need is somebody who can come in and and push Talbot, and that's what Koskinen is doing here. It looks like he's spent some time with the goalie coaches, figured out the North American game. He takes up the whole net, and he gets in there, and the team seems confident when he's in net. The it's goalies nice. look better because the team is better, though. This is true. I, LB, I give- LB is the biggest point there. What I saw last year was just, you know, a couple of bad goals, but a bad team in front of them. There's yeah. no confidence in the team with the goalie and no confidence from the goalie with the team. 
it was just really bad. So I, I honestly would have, I know this is going to sound bad, but I would have given LB one more year. Um, I, what he's doing over there isn't really surprising me all that much. I'm happy where we are right now. I'm happy that he's out there playing mm-hmm. well, but I think, uh, the team in front of him made. Would you argue that Trent Yanni's name deserves to be in the mix for the 100%. answer? 100%. For the answer. Because he's got the defensemen right now are playing a way better, solid defensive game in front of the net. Like they're, you know, active sticks, actually making it hard for the other team to get in, into the like high danger slot. Well, well I he, think he's done this before, but yeah, no, he's definitely made us look better. I think you made the point earlier too, Coon, when we were off radio, is, uh, is that one of the guys on this team that's not getting a lot of credit for what he's done this so far this year is a healthy Oscar Clefbaum. Absolutely. He's like, fantastic so far this year. He's logging those minutes and he's not showing any signs of wear and tear. No. And he's just consistent as all hell. All off season, everybody was like, the Oilers need to go out and trade for a number one D-man. They had their number one D-man right in front of them and that's Oscar Clefbaum. He's healthy and he looks like a top 10 D-man league right now. To me, the best decisions the Oilers made over the summer were some of the trades they didn't make. Right. Like Nugent how Hopkins, often, Clefbaum. Nugent Hopkins, they were talking about trading him, which obviously I argue against as the president of the Nugent Hopkins fan club. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, there was a lot of talk of him going for Tory Krug. Oof, no thanks. But he's playing over 25 minutes a night. Last night, he played 24-51 against Minnesota, 27 against Chicago on Sunday. It was 25-30 against Nashville. He's playing a ton of minutes, and he's doing it very effectively. Chris, what do you thought about Ask Oscar Clefbaum so far? I have an insider that is in the dressing room that has told me that Oscar Clefbaum has three more abs this year. Wow. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Wow. So he's got like 14 now, it's a nine 14 pack. or 15. I think it's an odd number 15 now. pack. Yeah. Can wow. you believe it? That's good value. So obviously with a 15 pack, I, uh, it, it's understandable how good he's playing this year. Dan, last word on Clefbaum. Yeah, it's just been, it's been nice to have that at the top of the lineup. And, and I know they've had a little bit of uh, fluidity when it comes to their pairings. It's mostly Larson and Clefbaum, but they look good too. They've shuffled around and, and that's been, it's been good. Like they, the defense has been solid. So I think Yanni definitely gets some credit there. But you got to give Clef Palm a shout out for his efforts so far. Should we come up with a skilled player answer type award? Because right now the skilled players are, or the the answer award is kind of somebody that you wouldn't necessarily expect. They're the the question marks that become the answer. Right. So the the answer is somebody like you have your main guys, right? You have your main David Nugent Hopkins and Talbot. Clef bomb. You guys you know are going to be good. The answer is someone who gets augmented in there and pushes everybody above. But we need to come up with something. It's like, who's the true non-McDavid MVP here? That's not... F- I don't it's like, think- who's the franchise? But I we know it's Connor's yeah, the franchise. Yeah, McDavid's like, the franchise. Who's, who's the franchise light? That's the... Yeah, you who's gotta the, come up with it without it being too condescending. Who's the engine? Daddy is Liney. No, McDavid's the Did daddy. Did you hear that whole conversation? What? No, I, I, I don't yesterday? like that. I don't like this. Don't call Liney daddy. <laughs> Well, yeah. Of course, we all know there's only one big daddy, which is Milan Lucic, right? <laughs> He's a big daddy. Of course. Of course. Boys, I want to change gears a little bit. The three of Please. you are doing something wonderful. Something for the people. All three of you signed up yesterday to do an Oilers Nation Movember team. Uh, looking at all three of you, freshly shaven. Yeah, we do it a little different than the NHL players do, eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how about Cassian last night? He's Man. got a greasy duster Ca- already. Seems, Same with Cam Talbot. He's rocking a full handlebar. He looks like cheap he could, as all. He looks hell. like he could change your tire on the side of the road without a problem. I'm pretty Absolutely. sure Cassian grew that overnight. I think it was fair, fair game. You think that's a fair mustache? Yeah. I want to know when you put us up against day one Cassian. <laughs> it's going to be a landslide victory for him. 
I want to know amongst three of you, if we're doing a little betting here, little friendly wagers, who amongst the three of you do you think will finish with the best facial hair at the end of November? <laughs> I want Chris to win it because he's going to Mexico for, yeah. his, for his honeymoon mid-month here. And it's oh, be, I didn't even think of that. It's going to be good. My, You're going to look sweet. My mother-in-law texted me last night and brought up that I'll have a mustache in Mexico. Hey, man, those are going to improve family photos as far as I'm concerned. I think so, yeah. I think- so we have, uh, we're, we're leaving Mexico back to Canada on December 2nd, so I'll have two days to get some good pictures in mustaches. <laughs> but just think of like how your face will be tanned, but the mustache I, yeah. zone it's, will be it'll white. It'll take like five minutes. You're going to have a really, really like Christmas ornament red face with just like a line of white. And yeah. it's going to look like you were, you know, enjoying a little blizzard in Mexico, maybe. <laughs> so I believe that Chris's mustache will rival that of uh, Anton Lander style mustache, facial hair. Okay. I think Accent. Cam is going to be rocking a little early Connor McDavid neck beard slash face No, I'm going to be shaving my neck. Oh, you're not the, doing no shave oh, November? I'm, I'm going to. So I'm going full no shave November. I don't want to look like I spend too much time in the basement playing video games that's, and, that's me, and cruising for sure. 4chan. I don't, I don't want that. That is my aesthetic for sure. I don't want to be put, putting on like a fedora and saying milady. So I'm going to, I'm going to lean in and say, I'm going to be chopping off the neck beard. Okay. That's I'm only going, fair. I'm going full no shave November. So I'm going to look like Sidney Crosby year one. Play Dan's going to also. Well, cause you're a giant man, baby though. But you sense yeah, that you, you can't grasp. Really you're like Are you a also, you're man. also dedicating yourself to not shaving your legs too. Yes. Okay. Confirmed. Rick is somebody who can actually grow facial hair. When you look at the three of these <laughs> these young lads before of us, what do you think? Who's a winner? Nobody. Well, Shut up. Nobody's gonna win this. Coombs, <laughs> I think Coombs gonna have the. If you're just going mustache, I can see early Sidney Crosby on you. Like I, you can just see a How little early bit. Early Sidney Crosby. You mean like voice cracking in interviews? Like no, like first year of the playoffs when he's ah. just trying. It was when he was in Timbits hockey, and he was yeah. like, you know, it's just been my dream to play in the NHL. I don't think Chris is going to have that big of an issue when it comes back a... to shave, because it's. I don't think he's going to have that much I have coverage. The, I have the biggest like shadow going on right now of all three of us. Yeah, because he did the worst job shaving. But the top lip nope. is another situation. <laughs> yeah, it's... This is, this is going to get... This is going to get dirty. To catch a predator style. We need, we need daily updates photos no we gotta do weekly because weekly we'll do twice a week we'll do like a monday look and a friday look okay that i'm okay, okay with. post weekend and then uh pre-weekend look yeah no it's it's <laughs> not it's not going to be pretty with either one of you three thank you anyway so yeah you can go uh on our movember just search Oilers nation team Oilers nation or go to OilersNation.com. Dan posted an article yesterday with all the links you need. Boys, you're also welcoming people to the team. Is that correct? We have. We've welcomed two members to our team. I think Bill and Bob. Shout out to Bill and Bill Bob. And Bob. No, yeah, no. We joined our team already. Those aren't the people. You just made that up. I did. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but I, that was to, that was to, for me to buy some time for Chris to look up we got the website. Bob I'm, and on we got, I'm on we it. We got Bob and we got Socrates. Evan, you told me who they were. It was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Kevin rings a bell. Bill, Ted, and Kevin, and Gus, and Frank, and Lucius. Is uh, Frank doing No Shave November? Never shaves. If you would like to join us, you are welcome to join our team. So, Bag Milk, we will be putting that in the article today, I believe. That's correct. uh, For the podcast. We've raised $290 after one day. Our goal is $5,000. Humble brag from old Chris Chris Gordeco here, Moneybags Gordeco, as he's known around these I just said we raised that as a team, Dan. (laughs) 
Look at uh, I'm looking at the photos on Team Oilers Nation right now, and Chris I see did not update a photo. He used one he from used his a, wedding. He used a wedding. Photo. He used so one what? from his wedding in the summer. I ran home yesterday after work and shaved and put a picture up. There's there. no rule saying you have to use it like that kind of photo. I'm clean shaven in the photo. And on our team is Brandon and Bill. Brandon uh, and Bill. I had Bill right, but not Bob. <laughs> and of course, we've got Evan the intern in the mix as well. If you want to donate to the team, if you want to join the team and help us raise funds for November, head on over to OilersNation.com. There's going to be links there. We're also going to put in the article for this here podcast. Another thing, if you guys want to donate to Evan, the intern specifically, not only is he not going to shave for the month, he's dedicated himself to not drinking ketchup from the bottle for a whole month. Low sodium so, ketchup. Oh, yeah, which is incredible. So like a thing that Evan does, which we think is weird, but we accept, is he comes in with his own bottle of ketchup from home and he drinks out of it like he sips on it like a juice box. Wow, and Evan. he says he promises he's not going to do that for a whole month if you donate money to his cause. Super I don't think weird. he has it in him to stop that. No, he's hooked. Yeah. He's hooked. Once you're into that ketchup. We will take photographs of him if he does cheat on this, though. Okay, guys? So, yeah. just to let you know. Another thing I want to mention real quick before we sign off for another week is that our Calgary trip on November 17th is... Dan, sold out. Not only did we sell out the bus ride down from Edmonton to Calgary, we also sold out the tickets for nation citizens behind enemy lines that are in Calgary that just want to hang out and party. If you're still looking for tickets, you can join us up in press level. I think it's one to four is the area that we're in. So in that section of... You know the uh, area of the saddle dome called section one to four? Press level one. It's press level oh, one and press, press level, level one. Oh. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not So that's fancy, the one where you have to like... You, you were up there last You were up there last year. Oh, that's press level? Press level Why is do they like, call it press level? Because you're above higher where the than press, the press box. Because oh. that's where so all the to, asbestos is. You have to hire a Sherpa to join you on the venture and then you find the usher Pack that snacks. leads you to the back to the back staircase and then you have to go past the Lanny McDonald statue that they don't like to have out front of the building. And then you have to go across the sections where people actually pay for their seats. And then you go through the concession stands that don't serve food or beer. And then you have to cross through the elevator. Okay, this is enough. And you're also going to have what they have there. <laughs> is they, have this, they have this guy <laughs> with a donkey and you can get on the donkey and it'll walk you up. But the entire way up the ride, they have hundreds of people screaming at you about Calgary's Olympic bid. Yes. And it's just like, you have to cover your, you have to cover yourself because they're bombarding you with just like why the Olympics will be great for the city. And you're like, oh my God, like, please stop. This is overwhelming. Should There's we answer Rachel a couple Notley quick cut-outs? questions? Do we have any questions, Chris? Yeah, I got well, a couple questions. The music's the already music played, played, played out. Playing us out. Jared's, Jared's over playing it. us Jared's out. Like, I'm fucking sick of this podcast. This. These people are not interesting. Keep talking now. over the music. I don't care how <laughs> loud you think. Thank you to our friends at Sherwood Ford, the giant out in Sherwood Park, and to our friends at Get Sauce for making this happen. This is episode 10 of Oilers Nation Radio. Have a good weekend, everybody. Best wishes. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.